casual, flippant Christianity where we go to church and we attend a service, a service, casual, flippant Christianity. But there is covenant Christianity. Do you like that? Picking up the difference already? And it's where God raises up a people, a family, a spiritual family. And he, and he begins to bring them further in their love for one another. And they become a covenant people. And this explains our journey of faith. Because years ago, you know, God spoke to us. He called us here. And we said, okay, we'll do it. He had to give me a signboard with a date on it so that I knew what he was, that this was for real. He spoke to me very clearly and he called us here. But do you know what? Before that happened, God had prepared a people. He'd prepared Michael and Eve on coffee and, and Mari Glover and, and the Murphy family and other people. And these were the ones that God called to walk with us in covenant. He did that, didn't he? I never ever said to them, you've got to stay. I'll never do that. Because you see, the marriage covenant, you can never leave. You are there. It is till death do us part. But the covenant that we celebrate is a covenant that is so incredible. And, I, and you can see it in the relationship between Jonathan and David. Where Jonathan, when he saw the heroic leadership of David and the anointing on his life, his soul was knit to David and a covenant was formed. This is covenant relationship. Jonathan and David. You know, I remember giving that communion about 25 years ago and asking for the forgiveness the week after. And then I went to the school of the prophets in Malaysia and I found my spiritual father. And his name, of all things, was Jonathan David. And do you know what his message was? He preached the message that I asked for forgiveness for. Because it's all about covenant. You know, when God finds a man who he can make covenant with, he found a man, Abraham, and he became the father of faith. How do you make covenant with God? You know, you know God had to come to Abraham in a dream. And covenant was established through a dream. You see it there. And it was established in so many other ways too. It was, it was affirmed when Abraham believed God and it was seen to him as righteousness. This is the powerful message of covenant. And today he is known as the father of faith because when Abraham said yes to God, he said, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this territory. And it's for you and it's for generations to come and it'll never be taken back. It's the land of Israel. Our God is a God of covenant. Our God is a God who never forgets the promises that he's made available to you. He is a God who never, ever, ever 
backs out of his promises because he is a covenant God. He's not a religious God. It's not about good behavior. It's not about us being perfect. It's about us believing. How good is that? Ours is a covenant of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Bible says. Do you know this morning, if you don't know Jesus, what you do need to do is come to a place of belief and faith. I was raised in church thinking that it was all about how good I was. But then I found out about what Jesus had done for me. Covenant. You know, it's extraordinary. Because covenant is a relationship and it's a journey. It's a journey we're all on. And we're going deeper into the dimensions of covenant. You know, when you get married, the best year should not be your first year. The best year should not be the first 10 years. But the best years should be the last years of your life together. Should be. That's covenant. I think we've got to come back to covenant and realise this is, whoa. That's why even after 40 years in our fifth decade of marriage, our relationship can have the wow factor. Rather than, oh, God, just beam me up out of here. This is covenant. God just doesn't want us to be legalistically in covenant. He wants us to express covenant. Jesus said, you know, in the Old Testament, there are all these laws you've got to obey. And the law was there to prove, hey, none of us are good enough. We all fall short of the glory of God. Everyone, even you, we all fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us. But Jesus said to the disciples, he said a couple of amazing things. He said, firstly, he said, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends. Imagine being a friend with Jesus. Do you know what? Friendship in God's equation means a Lot, lot more than what it does in ours. Friendship means to walk with God, to be one with God, to represent God, to be like Him, to be total given to Him. I often say this about our church. You know, I, I think the challenge with church today is in our desire to be big and massive we miss the whole message of covenant. And we don't even know the person that we're sitting with or sometimes we don't even know our wife or our husband really because we haven't dug deep enough into the rich treasure that's in there. But covenant's about relationship. In fact, Jesus, sorry, the Apostle Paul said this. Examine yourself. And he said, some are actually unwell because they fail to discern the body. You've got to know who you're in covenant with. 
I'm in covenant with one lady, my wife, to the exclusion of all other relationships. That's the only exclusive covenant relationship that there is. The covenant relationship of the church is open for people to come and to drink of the cup and become part of what God is doing in the body. It's amazing. The language of covenant. And sometimes we don't always get it right, have the words right, but God expects us to live it, to live covenant. And you know, covenant is like God's thing. And we have a very real devil. We have an adversary. And he attacks the value of this. And he attacks the value of marriage. And he attacks the value of church and says, why do you need to be part of a church? Why do you need to go? Because we all need covenant. We're all called to be part of it. You know, the word says, not good that man should be alone. It's not good that you just go to church and have fellowship with the back of someone's head. We've got to find people to walk with and partner with. And that's different in every setting. I can't tell you how it should be. I can only tell you how it is here. Because covenant's not religion. It's love. Do you know what? I'm here because I love. True story. You wouldn't be here for 27 years in this part of the world and cop the knocking around that we have if you didn't love. I'll tell you who I love. I love God. I'm very thankful for Jesus. I love him. And I love the people that God's called me to. I love you. Some of you are like a real lot. Some of you I like. But this is, what, this is what Jesus has asked me to do, to love. Do you know, he asked Peter a trick question. He said, Peter, do you love me? And he asked him this question a couple of times and he said, of course I do, Jesus. You know I do. And he said, then feed my sheep. Man, that's fully loaded. That is so darn loaded that you haven't got it yet. It was an apostolic mandate that was coming to Peter where he's saying, I'm moving on now. I've fed my sheep. I've guided my sheep. I've led them here. But now you need to lead them on in the same pattern that I establish you. It means lay your life down for them. This is why I think our experience of Christianity is often limited because we've made it about religion, rules, and regulations, and programs, and every other thing than it should be, which is covenant. It's amazing. So... God sent Jesus 
And I'll read that scripture. It says, in an acceptable time. Just say that after me. In an acceptable time. I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. I will preserve you. And I will give you as a covenant to the people. To restore the earth. To cause them to inherit the desolate heritages. That you may say, that you may say to the prisoners, go free. And to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. This, of course, is a messianic prophecy that spoke about Jesus. Five or six hundred years before he came. But now he's saying it to me. He's saying it to me. He's saying it to you. And our authorization to operate in the city, we don't have to obey a law. We have to obey one new law that says, love one another as I have loved you. Wow, that's awesome. That's our message. We'll do a lot of other things. But in everything we do, we are here to be a covenant to the city. That we can say to them, come out of darkness. And they won't be able to resist it because when covenants failing down there, relationships breaking down, and it is an unholy mess, they'll look to a church a people that's not perfect, but a demonstrating covenant love. Do you know what the purpose of our church is not just to raise up good believers, but we'll do that. It's not just to have creative ministries, but we'll do that. It's not just to have prayer meetings, but we will do that. It's not just to have strategies to bring restoration in the city, but we will do that. The purpose of everything we do is to bring people to covenant. How good is that? That's such an empower thing. It's not static. It's not dead. If we are not involved in the ministry of bringing people to covenant, we're not quite getting it. I believe this is a word of the Lord for our church this morning. Covenant's a beautiful thing. Sort of related to the word cover. Love covers. Love protects. Love brings correction. Love brings people back to where they should be. Love forgives. Love's not angry. It's not puffed up. And the scripture says, without this covenant love, we're just a noise. God, bring us further this morning. God, bring us further. God, bring us to the place of real covenant with one another. How does that work? I'm in covenant with my wife. Till death do us part. And there are other people that become part of that covenant and take shelter under it.
and they're a covenant people. Covenant doesn't bind you to a geographical place. It empowers and it releases and it protects. And you see that in the ministry of uh, Jonathan where his covenant prepared the way to the throne for David. The power of covenant. Do you know what? We've got to find our covenant friends. Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants, I call you friends. I believe God's calling us deeper, further. And this is what he says, if you love one another, your joy will be full. I've been in churches where it's been quite miserable because people didn't get it. Do you like what you've heard? It's the message of the gospel. Another thing about covenant, in covenant you quick to forgive. Again, again, and again, and again. Covenant is not exclusive. It's open. The covenant that we're talking about. Because now Jesus is saying, I'm giving you as a covenant. And whoever enters into that by their own choice is going to find salvation. Covenant knows who is covenant and who's not. I know I've walked with Michael and Eve on coffee for 30 years. Lynn was Michael's best man. There's a story behind it, but it's true. <laughs> We've always been a bit different. But it's covenant, isn't it? Do you know what covenant gives and gives and gives and looks for nothing in response? It's based on what you can give. Do you know how, you know what Jonathan did when he made covenant with David? He gave him his tunic. There was an exchange. He kept back his sandals, didn't he? It's interesting because the next generation had club feet. I think that's interesting. Mephizabeth. Covenant's about what you can give. It's really difficult in a culture which has been trained and trained and trained about what you can get. But covenant discerns. It discerns, you know. Covenant comes at a cost. I know, I know Joel Churchill must be in covenant with me because he, he took a year off his work to do this. And others did. It's covenant. I know I'm going on and someone else has got to bring the word in a minute, but I want you to get it and never forget it. Covenant is affirmed by our words. And it can be destroyed by our words. 
In other words, when I hold an attitude towards someone I'm in covenant with that is not godly and I don't deal with it, I am speaking and living and I'm causing death to that relationship. Is that right? Man, people can have stuff in there. I can. But God wants us to come back. And he wants us to be a living example of the gospel. And this is where Paul said, examine yourselves. Don't fail to discern who you're in covenant with. You just can't be in covenant with everyone. called to walk with one marriage partner for life. Remember it, young people. No messing along, around along the way. Yeah, young people are just getting ripped off. We're called to walk this way. No competitiveness where there's covenant. No competitiveness. There's no exclusiveness. There's no competition because we're all here to give just like Jesus did. Amen.